Hey, this is the Thrive Church Podcast. Our hope is this message will help you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us on a Sunday soon. Enjoy the message. Welcome to Thrive Church. We're so glad you are here. You know, it would not be the same without you. If you're new here, uh, we would love to connect with you. You can write right now in the comment box, write new, and one of our Thrive team members will follow up with you. Or you can actually click a link below that says connect, and uh, you can connect with us uh, and, and see what's happening and all that good stuff. You know, we're starting a new series called Quarantine Cuts. We're talking about things that we can cut off of our life or that can be cut off of our life during this time. Now, my barber was closed. Your barber's closed right now. And as you saw, I gave myself a quarantine cut. Uh, Not too bad. Um, There's definitely some room for improvement. Um, Maybe you've given yourself a quarantine cut. If you have, like, just help me out. Put your hand up in the comment box. Say, yeah, me too, Josiah. I'm with you. I think John and Arvin have an unfair advantage. Their wives are um, hairdressers, so they probably don't even have what's a quarantine cut. They just got a haircut. But um, this month, we're doing a series called Quarantine Cuts. I think not only am I going to leave my hair in this time right now, but I think there's an opportunity for things that we can cut off or prune in our life and leave them behind as well. And as we do, that you will actually thrive and flourish in the midst of what's going on right now. And when you come to the end of it, because it will come to the end, when we get through this, that you will thrive on the other side as well. In John 15, Jesus gives an analogy of a grapevine when talking to his disciples. He says this, I am the true grapevine and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit and he prunes the branches that do not bear fruit so they will produce even more. You are already pruned and purified by the message I've given you. Remain in me and I will remain in you. For a branch cannot produce fruit if it is severed from the vine and you cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. You know, it is God that prunes us, that cuts things off of our lives so that we can bear more fruit. It's not us trying to work harder or work more. It's really, we get to be co-laborers with Jesus as we walk with him, work with him, watch how he does things, that then he is able to prune things off of our life with his word, as well as by his spirit as he speaks to us and takes those things that are not bearing fruit off of our lives. And as we do life with Jesus, even during this time and throughout life, uh, he will prune things off of us. He will cut things off of us so that we will thrive and that we will thrive throughout life. You know, the English word for quarantine actually comes from a Latin word um, right down below. Thanks, Pastor Chris, for putting that in. I tried to pronounce it, but thanks, Pastor Chris, as well as an Italian word. And the meaning from the Latin and Italian word both mean 40. So where we get the word quarantine from is from a Latin word and an Italian word, and they both mean 40. Interesting. And All throughout the Bible, there are many times where 40 is mentioned. 
the flood, 40 days and 40 nights, the earth was flooded. Moses uh, was uh, on top of the hill receiving the Ten Commandments for 40 days. The Israelites went around in the desert for 40 years. Jesus was in the desert um, just before he started his public ministry for 40 days. Uh, there's over 150 instances where the number 40 uh, comes up in the Bible. And many times it is either trials and challenges um, they're going through or as well preparation. So many times I see where the number 40 is, it actually is preparation for the next thing. So throughout this series of quarantine cuts, we're going to look at accounts in the Bible where people went through a period of quarantine of 40 and God pruned and cut them and prepared them for what he had next. So this morning, if you're taking notes, uh, the title of my message is Cutting Self-Reliance. Cutting Self-Reliance. No, for the quarantine cut that I was doing, I was doing all right until I got to the back. Until I got to the back, I was doing just fine. And then I got to the back and because I have a blind spot, I can't see there. I, I had a few choices. I could have just felt my way and it would have been okay because you would only be seeing me from the front. I'd be looking at you straight on, not moving one moment. Or I could have done this. I could have done business in the front, party in the back. But instead what I did is I actually called my wife, Natalie, and I got her to help me. Because I was not designed to, to cut those things, to, to, to cut my hair myself. But back here, I can't do it. So I called friends because I have limitations. I have blind spots. There's only so much that I can do. You know, life was not designed or meant to be done alone or even in our own strength. For you to be self-sufficient on your own, needing no one. Life was not meant to be done alone in our own strength. Rather, uh, it wasn't meant to be self, for us just to be self-sufficient. Rather, instead, to rely and lean on God, his power, his word, his peace, his love. Life was designed for you to be, rely and lean on God, for God to be strong in and through you. Often I think we can try and do things in life on our own and our, in our own strength, intentionally sometimes, or sometimes just unintentionally. We can go about life, do things in our own strength and not involve God. You know, in our work, in business, in our relationships, in some choices, in dealing with challenges, uh, we can try and do things in our own strength. I, I, I'm going to work harder to fix this. I will figure this out. I, 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 I. Um, have you ever done that? <laughs> I know I have. Uh, I, and like, you know, you might be able to go for long. You might be able to survive on I, 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 I. But I don't believe you will ever thrive and flourish in life just on I, I, I. Because eventually I, I, I won't be enough. Now you may be thinking, Josiah, I'm a self-made man. Or Josiah, I'm a self-made woman. I got here on my own, by myself. I did everything to get here. Really? Tell that to your mom who gave birth to you. Right? Tell, tell that to God who formed you in your mother's womb. Tell that to God who, who's giving you the air to breathe. Right? If you have a business and say, I built this on my own. 
Tell that to your customers who are buying your products or services. I don't need you. You, you won't have a business. <laughs> Tell that to the people who, who fought in World War I, World War II, so that you can have a business, right? It's, you are where you are right now in part because of those around you and because of the grace of God. No one is a self-made man or a self-made woman. You are where you are because of those around you and because of the grace of God. You know, you are, were designed and created to do life together, together with people, and even more so together with God. I think that, that this, this pandemic, this whole thing happening in the world has even highlighted it during this time where there's uncertainty, things happening around us. There is no certainty in I, in I, 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 or trying to be self, uh, in trying to be self-reliant. But there is certainty in God. When we try to uh, be self-reliant in these times or throughout life, uh, doing it on our own, I think that discouragement will eventually come in. Worry will come in. Anxiety will come in. Maybe thoughts of, and I can't do this. I can't do this. Well, the truth is you can't do this on your own because life was not designed to be done on your own. You were designed to do life with God. You were designed to do life with God, to cut self-reliance out because you were designed to rely on God. You know, before Jesus went to the cross, he said, uh, it is better that I go because I'm going to send the helper, the Holy Spirit, who will lead you, who will guide you. And so after Jesus uh, goes to the cross, he dies. Then he rises from the dead, canceling death. He says, death is canceled, paying the price for humanity, for you and I, that today we can come boldly before the throne of grace in our time of need, that we can come to God with sin is not in the way, that we can just come to him. And after he's resurrected, uh, he goes and he appears to the Christians uh, many times right after his resurrection. In Acts 1-3, it says, to whom he also presented himself alive after his sufferings by many, uh, infallible proofs by see, uh, being seen by them during 40 days and speaking of things pertaining to the kingdom of God. So after Jesus rises from the dead for 40 days, he's on earth hanging out, like, you know, making appearances. What up? And he's preaching to them about the kingdom of God in this, you could say, 40 days quarantine time. But he's preparing the disciples for something. He's preparing the disciples, not for something really, but for someone to receive the Holy Spirit so that they can have self-reliance cut out of their life and that they can fully rely on God, his power, his life, so that they can rely on his strength. So in, it goes on in Acts 1-4, it says, and being assembled together with them, he being Jesus, commanded them, do not depart from Jerusalem, but to wait from the, uh, for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, for John truly baptized with water, but you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Then in verse eight, it says, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witness to me in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth.
So Jesus here, he's talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that they would receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit and God's power. So Jesus ascends into heaven. They see him ascend and it's epic. Um, And so then in Acts 2, we see that they are in the upper room and the Holy Spirit comes like a rushing wind and they are baptized in the Holy Spirit. And they now have the Holy Spirit inside of them and they are baptized in the Holy Spirit. Now they've received the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, so they can now rely on God and lean on God's Spirit. No longer do they have to try and be self-reliant through life, but now they can rely and lean on God's Spirit, His empowerment, His power. Right before Jesus was ascending, uh, he prepared them those 40 days to receive the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit. And when the disciples were in the upper room, self-reliance, I believe, was cut off because now they could rely on God's Spirit, his power, his fullness. He would lead them. He would guide them. When they were weak, he would be strong. They would be able to operate in, in his gifts. They now could live a life empowered by God's Spirit not reliant on self, but rather relying and leaning on him, relying on God. From that point on, they could cut out self-reliance and now live through the power of God, through God in them. Today, you do not have to live life alone or on your own or in your own strength. You can live life that is empowered, directed by the spirit of God. When you, you become a Christian, Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Romans 8 says, the spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. Uh, And just as God raised, raised Christ from the dead, he will give life to your mortal bodies. Today, you have the spirit of God inside of you. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. When you are weak, he will be strong. When you rely on God, he, uh, he will be able to lead you. He will be able to guide you. You will be able to do what the scriptures say of not by my might, not by my power, but by your spirit. Am I living my life? Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you. He'll be your strength. And just like those disciples in the upper room were able to cut off, just trying to do it on their own, be self-reliant. You can now rely on him because you have the spirit of God inside of you. Life was meant to be to rely and lean on him. No matter if this has been a great week, one of the worst weeks of your life, or more of a week that was just sort of so-so, sort of like lukewarm tea, yuck. But no matter what type of week you've had, you were designed to rely and to lean on God in every area of your life, from the big things to the little things, to to rely on him in everything we do. Proverbs 3, 5 says this, Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all your heart, rely on him to guide you and he will lead you in every decision you make. When we rely on him and in all we do, he will lead us and guide us. You know, he knows the beginning from the end. He has good plans for you, a hope and a future. Today, you can rely on him. Jeremiah 17 says this, but blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a river 
with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Isn't that good? God's promise to you is when you trust in him, when you lean on him, no matter what heat or pressure is happening around you, no matter if it maybe seems like a drought in the economy, that you will still thrive, you will still flourish in him, that you will still produce in him when you rely on him. God has designed you and I to rely on him, to allow his spirit to lead us and empower us in all we do. And when we do this, we will thrive no matter what's going on around us. Today, you can cut off being self-reliant by simply saying this, God, I need you. God, I need your help. I need you in my life. I need your direction. Today, is there something in your life where you've been self-reliant, where you've trying to do it in your own strength? I want to encourage you to give that over to God right now. If something comes to mind, why don't you say this right, right now, wherever you are, God, I give this to you. I need you in, the, in my life. I invite you into this area. I'm relying on you. I know you've got me and you've got this. Hey, if you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, I want to give you an opportunity right now to, to cut off of self-relying, trying to do life in your own strength, and instead rely on him, lean on him. And it all starts by making Jesus Lord of your life. If you'd like to do that today or just hit the reset button with God, you can do that right now and just repeat this prayer after me. Jesus, thank you for giving your life for me, rising from the dead. I make you Lord of my life. I give you my cares. I give you my fears. I give you my whole heart. In Jesus' name, amen. If you've prayed that prayer for the first time, we'd love to connect with you, uh, get you some resources. You can hit the connect button uh, underneath and we can connect with you. You know what's something that's interesting is after the Holy Spirit came in that upper room, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were empowered by God. After that, what happened is they started meeting together uh, in groups, in homes. Uh, if they would have had Zoom, I'm sure they would have done that too. Uh, but they started meeting together. And really that was the start of the church, the early church. That church actually isn't man's idea, that it's God's idea, that we are the hands and feet of Jesus. We are the, the bride of Christ. And so the early church got together as a church family. And they did life together. I believe life was meant to be done, uh, empowered and led by God with Jesus and also with other believers in a church family. Hebrews 10, 24 says this, let us think of ways to motivate one another in acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together as some do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. I think it's so important uh, to be part of a church family, to not do life alone, um, to not just say, it's just me and God, but to actually be part of a church family. 
It's God's idea and it's so that you would thrive. It's for your benefit to grow, to be strengthened, encouraged, for people to stand in faith with you. So I want to encourage you. Whether you've been a part of Thrive for a long time or you're just new here, I want to encourage you to get connected. Get connected um, to this church family. You know, Ecclesiastes 4, it says that two are better than one and it talks about a three-braided cord. It's not easily broken. How good is that? You know, uh, you, then God, and then as well as the church, the, the body of Christ together, that we can be encouraged to be built up because it's God's plan for you. So during this time, uh, we have lots of opportunities to connect, to pray together, do life together virtually, to stand in faith. So we have Sundays, of course, on YouTube, Facebook Live, 10.30, Calgary time. Woo, woo. Um, then we have Mondays to Thursdays at 8 o'clock. We have Thrive Group Lives on Instagram and Facebook, 15 minutes, encouragement, prayer, communion. Uh, we'll have links in the description so you can uh, copy those and, and be a part of those. As well as we have Coffee and Thrive. Those are Zoom calls where we see people's faces. We hang out. We have coffee. And those are on Wednesdays, Thursdays, as well as Saturdays. So there are so many opportunities to connect as well as you can Zoom call with a pastor. You can find that on our website. But I want to encourage you to don't do life alone. To, to hook up with a church body as well. Because you were not created to do life alone, but rather to rely on God, do life with him, to have his spirit empower you so that you will thrive in life no matter what storms are around you, what you're going through, that you can thrive and flourish. As you intentionally do life with God, rely on him for his strength and direction. Quarantine cut. This today, quarantine cut, self-reliance. Hey, no, God loves you. We love you. I just want to pray for you before we go. Father, I just thank you for every single person watching. Father, I thank you that you love them, that, that you gave your best Jesus for them. Father, I thank you for peace that goes beyond all understanding, that your love would just be shed abroad in their hearts even more because your perfect love casts out fear. Father, I thank you for provision for those believing for, for jobs. Father, I declare health and wholeness in Jesus' name for those who have health uh, uh, situations. Father, I thank you that we can be strong and courageous. I speak courage and strength into your people right now. Father, I thank you that you have good plans, a hope, and a future. Father, I thank you that if you are not finished, uh, if it isn't finished, it means you're not done, God. So we thank you for that. In Jesus' name, amen. We love you. Well, thank you so much for joining us this morning. I hope you enjoyed the service. Just remember that every Monday to Thursday, we have Thrive Groups live on Facebook and Instagram from 8 to 8.15. We'll see you there. Thank you for listening to Thrive Church Podcast. We hope this message helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us a Sunday soon. For more information about Thrive Church, you can go to our website, thrivecalgary.ca. See you next time.